Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of The Engineer After Hours. I am Sam, and with me is Casey, my brother, and your other host. Casey, how's life been treating you? Uh, life's good. I uh, uh, injured my knee playing uh, alumni soccer, so that's the only downside. But other than that, everything's good. We're rolling. We're getting ready for Rutabaga here at the store. So, uh, yeah, how are you? Uh, life's been treating me pretty good. Obviously, I don't have kids this weekend because they're up in Cumberland with mom and dad. So, me and Bree just been uh, – we got to go golfing yesterday, which was cool, and uh, got to have some dinner with our friends. And then today we just been uh, – running some errands and getting ready, getting the house ready for when we come back. So it's clean and ready to go, you know? So you did alumni soccer was what night? Uh, Friday night was alumni. Yeah. So it was uh, about 12 of us alumni guys. We were playing against the varsity team and yeah, we ended up tying three, three. Um, The varsity team was down three to two last five seconds of the entire game. They ended up scoring. So tied 3-3. I injured myself at about like two minutes left in the game, jumping for a ball that I was not even close to. I was like, had I jumped even higher, I still would have been like 15 feet away from even touching the ball. So then I landed straight-legged and hyperextended my knee. And so the doctor said just to take it easy and stay off of it. So, yeah, it's uh it's all right, though. So they don't think you have any uh, potential, like, torn ligaments or anything like that, just hyperextension? Right. So they uh, so they took an x-ray, um, and she said, okay, I, they made a referral to the orthopedic. Um, she said, give it four or five days before you decide to go see an orthopedic. If it feels like it's getting better, you're probably fine. You probably don't have any ligament tears. Um the one thing interesting, they, they said when they took the x-ray, they said, oh, yeah, we see that you had a break on your medial side, your MCL side. And I was like, oh, they never told me that when I had injured my MCL before, but they never said anything broke or tore or anything. So I uh, thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. That's kind of kind of funny to figure that out now <laughs> all these years later, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So mom and dad are going to actually try to find the old knee brace that you might have used in high school and then um, – I might take that today when I go see them. Okay. Uh, let me write that down because I obviously, you know, I've had injuries on my knee as well. Um, and so <laughs> let me see because I think I got some braces up here at the house, like here, and I could just throw them in when we come oh. up for rutabaga. Okay. Since, Deal. since we're leaving tomorrow, so knee brace. Just make a note to myself. But, yeah. So, Sweet. So then you uh, do you look into some of that knees over toes stuff I sent you or – yeah, actually, so I started looking into that. Uh, one of the first things I started realizing is I need to do a lot more of that knee strength and exercises in my workout routine. So uh, I'm considering getting one of those, uh, I think they call them like Nordic sticks. So you just tuck them in the door and you're doing like a hamstring curls or whatever you want to call them. Um, so I thought about that, or I think he makes something like that. And then also the tib bar where you, you stick your, your feet in and then you're working the front of your uh, whatever muscle that is in the front of your, yeah, your tibia uh, calf or your shin. Yeah, your tibial muscles. So have you seen the one where he, where you sit up against the wall uh, while you just like stand up against the wall, put your feet about like 18 inches away and you put your feet down like this and then you lift your toes up and go up onto your heel. And that's the beginning steps of like the tibia raises that I was telling you about. So instead of sitting on a bench with a weight and it connected to your foot and doing it that way, 
you would do it on the wall. Yeah, I saw that. Um... All right, we're back. So if you've seen those tibia raises against the wall, I think that's a good thing to start with because it's really low weight. But it also, what I found is I tried doing the tibia raises with the weight on it. And um, I ended up with like sore shins for or those muscles were really oh, sore. Shit. So I think it will help with your ankle mobility. And it also doesn't put as much pressure on your, uh, like your muscles and stuff. So you get used to using them because I was never using them before. Right. Okay. So I'll have to start with the tib raises and go from there. Yeah. And then um, the other thing is, he doesn't talk about it a lot, but obviously he's big component of walking backwards. And obviously if you could do slag drags backwards would be the best, but uh, I don't have that ability. So I do a lot of walking backwards. Like I told you 500 steps a day uh, backwards at work. And I do that at one of my breaks just in the parking, excuse me, in the parking lot where, uh, where I work since it's, you know, relatively flat and there's low traffic most of the time. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to start trying to do that. Yeah, I think it's a it's definitely a great thing. Um, and speaking of which, part of the reason I started doing it was because last year, obviously, I ran our first half marathon at the Rutabaga, and in six days from now, I got I'm running another half marathon. Hopefully, sub uh, <laughs> sub two hours. Uh, hopefully, what did you do last year? Uh, last year, I was two eleven, two hours eleven minutes and okay. some seconds. But obviously, since it was canceled, it's not like official, I guess. And this year right. uh, in the spring, I ran the Papillion half marathon here in Omaha and I was two hours and six minutes and like 58 seconds. So obviously I got to cut like seven minutes off. It's going to maybe be a little rough, <laughs> but yeah, I could see that. But, uh, we'll, right on. we'll, 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 I'll get it done. And, and obviously like we're talking right now, Rutabaga Fest is next week or this week, I guess starts on Thursday, I think. Right. Yep, starts Thursday. Yeah, so you guys... So they're setting up right now. Oh, they are? Yeah, out back here, they're setting up all the tents. The The fences are going up now. So, yeah, it's, it's coming along quickly. Um, even at the store here, we're, we're busy today making more uh, sweatshirts. There we go. We got the Rutabaga Fest uh, koozie there. Um, but, yeah, the store here, uh, Chris and I run the store, a uh, little retail shop downtown here. So uh, we're busy making T-shirts and sweatshirts, getting ready to fill our store that because we're gonna get a lot of business through that a lot, a lot of traction through the over the festival so uh preparing for that it's pretty busy morning so far yeah i hear you especially if you've got a you know a bum knee <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm not much help but i try i try to do is what i can right now i hear you so what how's work going for you well it works good um we're pretty busy. Uh, we've, we've been busy for the last two years. It seems like just hasn't slowed down. Uh, we just are kind of finalizing uh, a validation on a new piece of equipment that's drastically improved our uh, productivity and efficiency through the plant. So um, we're kind of moving a bottleneck from one area of the plant now with this new machine. We're moving it to somewhere else. We haven't quite figured out where that bottleneck is going to happen. Uh, we're, we're figuring it out here and over the next couple of weeks. So it's been a fun project. Um, so kind of like I mentioned, I'm I'm actually finalizing uh, the validation of that piece of equipment this week. Uh, that's on my schedule for the week before the end of August to get that done. So, uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. How's it work for you? 
Well, that's awesome to hear. Uh, my work, we're doing pretty good right now. We got a lot of people that uh, that work in the boiler business. We've got a lot of calls from schools and office buildings and different type of places like that that have been having their boiler inspections as fall time comes around. And a lot, a lot of these boilers I'm talking about are heating boilers uh, for, you know, large office or industrial or type buildings or even schools. And so just a lot of different calls trying to, people are not passing inspections or they need just a little bit of work done and they want to get it done, obviously, before most of them say October. Um, so that if we have uh, any cold weather down here, you know, before then they have a, a heating source. So that's kind of keeping us busy on top of, we work in a lot of uh, ethanol plants and uh, grain or in uh, like bean facilities, like biodiesel and ethanol and that kind of stuff. And they always have typically at least one annual shutdown, whether it be in the spring or in the fall. So last week we just came off of a pretty big shutdown. Um, so obviously if you're only going to shut down one or two times a year, when you open the plant up, you find a lot more issues than you expected or, you know, than uh, was originally thought of. So just trying to get a lot of those people taken care of. So that's keeping me really busy. And uh, just like you're saying, yeah. we've had our ups and downs, but right now we're in a pretty big upswing. Uh, so that's good. Good job. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of companies, let's say a lot of companies, I think right now, currently uh, manufacturing or even what you're doing, uh, it's in a big upswing for most people uh, from what I see. Yeah. And I agree with you, you know, at least from our customer standpoints uh, with the company I work for currently, they, they, yeah, we have a lot of people high demand and they want to get stuff done quickly and make stuff more efficient. So obviously if they're using any type of boiler or pressure vessel in their process or they're using the steam in their process, you know, they don't want their boilers down because that slows down production. Obviously you would be able to speak to that right. for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, with that being said, you know, all these people are very busy out in the industry and manufacturing and, and, you know, food processing, ethanol processing. Uh, we're uh, obviously going to look to change the name of our setup here. and We're going to potentially go to a KSAM services. It sounds like. Yeah. So uh, we had, you and I had a few conversations over the last week and uh, we kind of, Hit, hit the mantra on the head of let's keep it simple. Uh, and one thing we thought of, you know, as we move forward here from the podcast into maybe more of a consulting contracting business, um, it would be really easy if all of our brands aligned, it, the name was very similar or the same and that sort of thing. So currently this is called the engineer after hours podcast. Um, like Sam mentioned, we're actually kind of looking at a, a K Sam uh, brand name. KSAM Engineering Services, KSAM Engineering Media. Uh, this would be the media side of things. Is kind of how we're feeling. Um, and also, the engineer after hours. That phrase is actually kind of hard to hard to say. <laughs> so that was another reason to keep, uh, possibly move away from it. So uh, I don't know, Sam. Did I? Is there any thoughts that I did not include in my little uh, description there? My just that you could add to. No, so I think the biggest thing is we haven't necessarily decided 100% on a name, but we have come up with in the past right. KSAM Engineering Services. So that's kind of what we're thinking of. We have obviously a couple other ideas, but yeah, our biggest thing is 
let's just have one type of company, one place where everyone can come to interact with us, whether you want to interact on the media podcast side or whether we want to grow a little bit more into media. But as we want to really grow where our expertise lie in engineering and helping uh, small to medium sized fabrication and manufacturing facilities that necessarily don't have all of the resources that a large company in you know the Twin Cities or even here in Omaha that has, um, we want to be able to offer you know support to those type of places and you know as they seek us out or if we can go seek them out that would be, obviously be great as well, um, you know. So I think uh, yeah, you hit it on the head. We're just trying to keep it simple. That the simpler the better. The one website landing page to do both things or multiple different things. And as we find needs or people need needs or want help from us, then we obviously can look to add those under the KSAM um, banner. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, we have a good direction going here. And like you said, it's not fully fledged out yet. And I think uh, over the next several weeks here, we'll kind of have a, a plan together and, you guys will hear all about it uh, on this podcast. So, Yeah, and I agree with Casey. And so my little uh, sales pitch here is, you know, for anyone that has a fabrication or manufacturing facility that's in a um, rural area or in a smaller community and maybe you don't have uh, the access to large engineering resources or maybe that's just not something that fits in your budget but you would like to grow, then that's something we definitely want to help be on board with. And uh, like I said in the last podcast, my um, background and expertise is really in welding engineering. Uh, I spend a lot of time uh, in my free time. I'm kind of a welding nerd, I guess. So I do a lot of research on equipment. Um, I have done a lot of welding procedure specifications, getting people set up, running uh, procedure qualification records. And also just getting your welders qualified so that if uh, you have salespeople that are trying to sell to a larger company, such as like a large construction company, uh, like here in Omaha is a Kiwit and they're building, you know, large buildings and you want to build some structural components for them or for another company, but they require some qualifications or a quality type program for your welders or just your whole process system. That's definitely something where my expertise, I can help you know, I have some templates and some forms um, that I'm always working on and I have a little bit of a database. And so I can definitely help you get set up. I know most of these places, your welders are probably good welders and it can be are qualified to do the work you're doing, but just having some paperwork and kind of a little bit of a cleaner process so that when your salespeople are going out to sell this work or bid on this work and they ask for, Hey, what do you have for your welder qualifications or what do you have here? Then at least we can help you, you know, get some documentation, make it look clean and crisp, you know, let make it look professional so that uh, maybe gives you a little bit better chance at winning that job or having, you know, more success in the future. Right on. Yeah, it seems like uh, you are kind of a nerd when it comes to uh, the welding side of things. Yeah, so it's not only welding, but just, you know, metallurgy a little bit. I'm not a metallurgist by trade, but I know enough in, you know, to be dangerous or at least to help people. 
Um, Because at the end of the day, that's really the goal of what we're trying to do is to help people that we feel like could use our some of our expertise, but maybe can't use us uh, full time at this time. So, you know, offering that and not having to go through a large engineering firm, um, if that's an option you're looking for, that's definitely something where I think me and you can be of a service to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I definitely have the, the quality control, the process control side of things uh, coming from the manufacturing of electronic assemblies where I'm at. Um, not so much the welding side, but really the, the control, the documentation and the process itself. That's kind of what my expertise is. And uh, I really kind of blend into what you're looking to help uh, the industry do. So uh, together, you know, it's kind of a good team. Yeah, I think so. And I think this is kind of our first little step here of you know, this is only episode two, and obviously we're going to look to change the name or we're going to change the name uh, and just put us under one banner because right now we have zero recognition. And so anything we can do to just go under one banner, keep it simple, so that way we don't have the engineer after hours podcast and media, and then we all and then have KSAM uh, engineering services and consulting and then we're trying to manage as only two people, both sides of that. You know, that's the main goal, just getting it under one banner, one place, uh, making it simple for anyone or any customers for to reach out to us and uh, help us move, you know, help our customers and prospects move forward as long as helping us move forward. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have anything better to add. I think you kind of hit the uh, nail on the head there. Yeah. So with that being said, what what are you going to do? You're going to eat a hot pepper sandwich or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rutabaga Fest. Yeah. I'll at least have a couple of those. Uh, I was supposed to help cook peppers today with the bum knee. Uh, wasn't able to get over there. Got to stay off of it. So I got you. Is dad over uh, there, you think, today? Yeah. Yeah, he started at one o'clock, so uh, he's gonna. I think he's probably got to cook for a couple hours, and then we're gonna go have dinner with him. Oh, nice, so. and the kiddos. Yep. Yeah. Look. Exactly. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be good. It looked like yesterday at the house. Um, I got just a few pictures from mom and dad, but looked like Caroline was over there, our sister, and she was having a a blast with my daughter Reagan. So it was like they're in the lake the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Cece was. Uh, Definitely the most favorite yesterday. I didn't make it over there. We had other things going on, but today we're going to try to redeem myself. (laughs) Yeah, redeem myself. We'll see. We'll bring the dog. That usually helps. Yeah. No, I think it'll be good, man. I think, uh, uh, you know, it's just what we're we're trying to do here is uh, we're just trying to build something for me and you to build off of and kind of a little launching pad. So um, hopefully this podcast was better than the last one. But I think before we wrap it, let's just give our uh, praises to the Rutabaga Fest since happens to be my daughter's like favorite thing in the whole world. Let's, I think you probably can do a better job explaining the festival than myself, uh, but I think it'd be good. Yeah. If you've made it this far in our podcast, you're going to want to know anyway, so. Right, so the Rutabaga Fest is uh, takes place the – the weekend before Labor Day weekend every year in Cumberland, Wisconsin. Uh, the big thing that uh, my niece, Reg, and Sam's daughter loves to say is when I say Ruta, you say Baga. Ruta. Baga. There we go. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to a huge, uh, huge festival in Cumberland this week, uh, this upcoming week. So if anybody's uh, in the area or 
hears this and wants to plan it for the next year or the year after that, come on in. Uh, it's a great time. Yeah. And so what I'll say is uh, I didn't spend nearly as much time in Cumberland as Casey has. Obviously, uh, I we moved there when I was in 10th grade. And so I got to do about three rutabaga fests. And then when I left for college, my school started the same week. So I was never there. Uh, but ever since uh, my daughter's been, wow, two years ago, uh, her favorite thing is the parade. She likes the parade, but she also just loves being there. There's a lot of little like rides and stuff. And our town, Cumberland, Wisconsin, is pretty small. So it's kind of the biggest thing that happens there, you know, next to Fourth of July or Memorial Day, I would say, for most of the year. Uh, and so it's just a good time to go home for me and my family now and, and, you know, enjoy seeing all of our, you know, all my family. So my brothers, my sisters, uh, my mom and my dad. Yeah. Um, also, my grandma and grandpa live there. So that's good. We get to see them a little more often. And I think it's just a great time to be there and it's a good family atmosphere. And, you know, this is a small town and we have a lot of fun, spend time at the beer garden after the kids go to bed. Yeah, it's a great time. (laughs) Yeah. I think uh, I'm really looking forward. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Same here, man. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, hopefully your knee won't be bummed. You going to run the 5k or not? We'll see. I doubt it, but I just, uh, 40 year old me would really regret pushing on a 5k now and rock wrecking something. And I didn't need to. No, I totally understand. And that's why like last year I didn't even get to do a lot of fun stuff because I was, uh, paranoid about getting hurt before that first half marathon that I was doing, which ended up getting canceled, but we ran it anyway in the rain. (laughs) Yeah. Right on. So Got anything else today? I do not, man. But I think how we sign this one off is I say Ruta, you say Bega. Ruta? Bega. All right. Everyone, thank you. Have a good day. See you.